This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Ramstall podcast today. We're recording the preview ahead of the Boxing Day Clash, Wigan Athletic versus Derby County. I'm joined here with Barry now from Progress with Unity. Barry, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Looking forward to uh, to being back at home on Boxing Day against the Rams as you, you're coming up here. I must say, though, uh, uh, I think we're all behind you. I think 30 points is a little bit too much. So I'll get that in yeah. nice yeah. and early. Um, yeah, get that in nice and early. It is one of them. Obviously, the fans don't set the prices, but there we go. We touched mm-hmm. upon it early on. And um, and yeah, going into it, a Boxing Day clash at Wigan Athletic. We had it a couple of years ago. I think it was just before COVID, that 1-1 draw. Mm-hmm. And Derby, we were in a terrible run away from home that season. Um, and I think that was our, our only goal in about five or six matches, maybe even closing in on 10. I remember that. And it wasn't, it wasn't the prettiest of goals at the end of that game there. But... We'll we'll start off now, obviously, if you don't know, um, I'm not sure how you wouldn't know, but obviously this season in League One, Wigan Athletic, unfortunately, have been deducted eight points, but they've they've gotten over that currently in 17th. But Barry, talk us through that now from a a Wigan Athletic fan's point of view. Give give us the story on that one. Uh, Well, it was due to the fact that uh, our previous owners um, had stopped paying the staff. Uh, I think they missed in total five payments to staff and players uh, during during the season that was in the championship and we had points deductions that season as well as a consequence uh, and then our owner similar to I think it's similar to Reading's owner where the EFL said they needed to put money into an account that would cover the wages so this sort of thing didn't happen again and we didn't our, our previous owner didn't and that's we got four points deducted and then we've had another four points for the start of this season. Uh, we had four points that got carried over, then we've had another four points as a consequence of something that happened in June. We nearly went out of business in June, uh, totally. Um, our previous owners, who incidentally, one of them is behind a group currently looking at Reading, so make of that what you will. Um, but they don't. They didn't put any money into the club from February onwards, so we was um, we was running off fresh air basically. And it was a very worrying situation. So we've found ourselves minus eight points. Got transfer embargo. 
we had several players who could leave. Um, well, all the players could leave for free if they so desired, because we was in breach of contracts, and a few of them did. Um, we had a, a bare minimum squad, uh, loads of academy graduates. The only players we could sign were people on uh, free transfers or free loans. We couldn't even pay a loan fee to a club. So that's that's the situation that was facing Sean Maloney at the start of the season, and we were dreading our first game, whoever that may have been against. And lo and behold, the first game of the season was Derby County away, and uh, I watched this pre-season, and I was very surprised with how, how good we looked, if I'm being honest. All the kids who we promoted up looked really good. We had brought it a couple, By that stage, we brought in a couple of free transfers and a couple of warm players. They looked good as well. Um, we went to Derby. I know we was under the cosh a bit, uh, but I, you know, I'll say it. I thought we were good value for the win because we battled it out and and we put in a great away performance. And yeah, it's been it's been uh, pretty good from there on. Yeah, I think I think all Derby County fans can sympathise with the, with the points deduction and and nearly going out of business. Obviously, in recent years, well, very recently, Derby County were very close to that line and then was saved on almost the final day. Um, but obviously, we can deduct in minus eight. You, you've overcome that now, 23 points currently on the board. And then you, you talk about the start of the season. I think, Darby, I thought that day, I've tried to put it to the back of my mind, really, that opening <laughs> day. I think we'd come off the back of a, a good pre-season where classic Derby County fans were talking, oh, maybe, maybe this will be our year to go up. Um, and that opening day... Um, was 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 bringing us back down to earth, really. I think, um, but we talk about the start of the season. Obviously, like I said, winging on twenty three points. Um, if you hadn't have had the minus eight, you would have been sitting in the top ten, which would have would have probably given you a different perspective on the season. But but how's this start of the season been for Wigan Athletic? You touched upon the the young lads that are about to come in and step up into the team. Obviously, the free loans and the free transfers. But but how's that start of the season been for Wigan Athletic? Um. I've loved it, if I'm being honest. I mean, we went on a, a little run of, of without winning five games and one or two fans started to panic, but I wasn't panicking. I mean, we, were very, we only took one pace in that time. We got battered off Bristol Rovers 4-0. And yes, yeah, so that was a forget, forget, very much a forgettable game. But the rest of it was all just getting beaten by the odd goal. Um, we'd lost uh, a pivotal player. We, one of the players that came in in the summer, Matt Smith, Played at your place. Uh, he sat, sits in front of the back. Th- oh well, where where we would play, we usually play with the back two. He sits in front of them, and he's like the quarterback. And uh, for the first five or six games, he was unbelievable. And then he got a double hernia, and he's had to have an operation. And that bad, <coughs> excuse me, that bad run coincided with him being out, and we've ended up promoting two academy graduates through into our midfield, uh, Scott Smith, who's a Wigan lad. He's come up through the ranks from being, I think he's been with us since he was about six. And another guy, Baba Radiko, who we brought over from Ireland as a 14-year-old, and he's come through our, our academy. And he's now just broken into the Irish under-21s. Fabulous players, a couple of fabulous players there. And, and, and they've been really, really good. Um and this season, I, I was hoping for, you know what it's like, you've just spoken about Derby County and all, all the, the, the rigmarole that you've been through. We've been through this twice now in, in three seasons, administration and nearly losing our club. All all we wanted, all I wanted, was a season of mediocrity. 
finish mid-table, forget the playoffs, forget relegation, just let's enjoy some football. You know, we've got, we got the club back, although we sort of got one anti behind our backs with the finances, but let's just enjoy some football without any pressure. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, we've reached the third round of the FA Cup, we've drawn Man United at home, we're in the latter stages of the, not the pizza, but the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. We've got Doncaster away, so that must be a winnable game for us. Uh, and like you say, I mean, if we had a points deduction added on, we'd be sitting mid-table, and I think that's where we're going to finish. The season is going absolutely according to my plan anyway, in my head. Uh, and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, that's the main thing, I think, after all the troubles that you've been through, so far, it's about the fans just enjoying the season, really, as it goes, and, and just having a bit of stability. I think I had the same opinion um, as you when, when when we just come out of administration and we were in League One. And for me, I was completely happy with finishing mid-table. Obviously, when it got to the business end of the season, we had a chance at playoffs. Uh, my opinion had changed a little, um, but it didn't soften the blow when we lost to Sheffield Wednesday on the last game. But I completely understand, I understand where you come through with that, because I think... As fans, you're taking on a roller coaster every season, and and when it's when it's been such tough times, you just want a bit of stability sometimes, and uh, just a season of just sitting in mid table and, and just solidifying stuff. But like you said, we're gonna we're gonna have had a good start to the season so far. You talked about that little spell where you didn't have a win, but then you've come back from that. Um, who are the players that are really standing out so far this season? Obviously, I've done a little bit of my research. Seen, Charlie Wyke and Stephen Humphreys, seven goals, both of, for them. That's a really good stat from them. Um, but who's been the players that are standing out and who, when it comes to Boxing Day, should Derby County fans be looking out for? Right. Well, Charlie Wyke, he, he had a great start to the season. You mentioned him first. Got six goals in the first like, half a dozen games and then he got sent off against Portsmouth. And he's never he's not started a game since because uh, he couldn't get back into the team. Then he got injured. Uh, he, he made the bench on Saturday. He's not even been making the squad. He came on at half-time and scored. So that was, that was brilliant to see him back. Steve Humphries, um, he's been doing really well this season. He's uh, he's I, I, it's hard to describe Steve Humphries, apart from the fact that he's, when he's on song, he's like a marauding Viking. He looks like one is full of tats and he's got his blonde hair and he's, he's the size of a man mountain. And, and he bulldozes his way through players. And he's good to watch. And he... He can shoot from anywhere with either foot. He scored 25 yarders with his left foot, 25 yarders with his right foot, and that's that's good. But the the biggest the biggest thrill I've had this season is watching the development of the, the young players as they come into the first team. I mentioned Bob Radico before. He hadn't made a, a league start before this season. In fact, he hadn't made, played in a league game before the start of this season. He's only 20 years of age. Absolutely sensational he's been. Uh Reminds me of like a, a, a canty type of player gliding about the pitch, uh, taking the ball off opposition players. Um, he's only young, so sometimes his performances do slip down a bit. But but that's going to come. That's he, he's go, for me. He's going to be a top end championship player at the very least. He's he, but that's he's, he's going to be with us for a couple of seasons yet. Uh, and then we've got Sam Tickling goal. He played at your place. Sam Tickling made his debut on the final game of last season when we played rather on. Um, and he's been an ever-present. He's got number one on his back. Uh, he won't be with us after summer. He, he'll have gone. Uh, there's rumours of Premier League interest in him. He's into the under-21 squad. 
six foot, uh, six foot three, and we all know Mister Tittle's got really long arms and big hands, and he's a, he's ideal for a goalkeeper, isn't he? You know, uh, but he, he is he's, he's, he is a modern goalkeeper. He can play around. He can play as a sweeper. He's good on the ball. He's left footed as well, which is a bit of a rarity. He's never flustered. Uh, and see his development uh, throughout the season. I think he's got. He's either the second or the third in saves uh, for goalkeepers in League One. So you know he's, he is um, exactly what I think he is—a top top keeper. In front of him, we've got uh, a couple of young lads. We've got a, a guy on loan from Bayern Munich, who is uh, Liam Morrison, Scotland under twenty-one captain. Uh, he'd never played a, a senior game of football before he came to us in, in summer, so he's come to sort of learn his trade for Bayern Munich, but playing for Wigan. Uh, and side of him, we've got Charlie Hughes and other 20-year-olds. We've got two 20-year-old centre-halves and then 21-year-old goalkeeper. So he's, he's very much youth. Now, Charlie is another player. I, I, I can confidently say he'll play for England. For, he's already been part of the elite squad. They call it the elite squad now instead of the under-20s. Mm. So he's, he's part of that. Uh, he's captained us on about half a dozen occasions already this season. He only turned 20 about two months ago so he's you know he's, he's just coming through he's he played away at derby you probably didn't uh recognize or you know uh know who he was because it you know i, I don't think i mentioned it on on my preview uh about him because i wanted it to keep quiet and hopefully him go under the radar but he's def- he's definitely going to be going to the premier league um sensational player i've just watched him Improved so he made his debut at Boxing Day last year, so that's when he came into the side. But his performances have just been oh, he's fabulous, really is a fabulous player. Uh, and we've got a young guy on loan from Fulham, Marshall Goddard. Uh, he's in the elite squad as well. He's um, he's making his, his senior play, playing his first senior football with us. Uh, he's one of those players when. I've always thought it. Opposition teams come, you'll, they'll come along, and they've got this this really tricky player in the ranks. He's really fast, direct, scores goals, full of assists, rips your fullback to bits, and you think, why? Why have we? Why can we not get a player like this on loan from a Premier League club? Well, we've got it, we've got him, but unfortunately for us, he's just gotten injured. So, so that. I spoke to him a, a couple of weeks ago, and he said it's not as bad as first fear, and he's hoping to be back sooner rather than later. Now, whether he'll be fit enough uh, for Boxing Day or not, I don't know. But if he is, he definitely is. He's so exciting. He really is an exciting player to watch. It's what, he just gets the ball, and, and he's away, and he gets in that penalty box. He's having a shot. It's fantastic. Brilliant to watch. You know the type of player, I mean. That, yeah, yeah. Like, like the guy, like Teller at Burnley last season, you know that he just gets you off your off your seat and puts you on your feet. Uh, yeah, so so those are the those are the lads I pick out. You know, definitely. Also, I've got to mention uh, we have a player called Jordan Jones. He's been around for a while. He's been with us for three seasons. But he's only spent this is his first season with us. We've loaned him out because he wasn't you know, cutting the mustard with us at all. He was he was I don't know what he was. He just didn't look interested. What a different player we've got this season. He's been absolutely fantastic. And Matic's fans to to a man have said the same thing. Oh, he's come on this season. He's, he's just unbelievable. Uh, he's a winger, but we're playing him 
at um, wing back. So he's been playing like a left wing back, even though he's right footed. Do we call him inverted now so they can cut inside onto the rifle? He's scored a couple of goals doing that. He's got quite a few assists. And he's another one with bags of pace. So he's one to watch going forward. But uh, the young lads, def- definitely keep your eye on the young lads because they're, they're fabulous. Yeah, I think when you talk there, I just keep getting parallels to the season when we went down and our team was full of full of the youthful players that had just come through. And we had... We had so many that you could see had so much talent. You know, Eberselli, who went to Udinese in the Italian First Division. Um, Luke Plange, who then went to Crystal Palace. You know, I can definitely see the parallels there and I understand what you're saying about, you know, when those players come through and get the opportunity, they, they more often than not take it, especially when there's when there's so much riding on it. And it definitely sounds the same there. You touched upon some of the key players there. Um, and I think definitely Dive will have to watch out for them. We, we should have watched out for them first game of the season. But unfortunately, we didn't. Unfortunately, we didn't. Yeah. Well, one thing it does do, though, Adam, it, it makes you proud. Because uh, yeah. like there's, there's two of the lads who's playing that first team are actually from Wigan itself. One of them's a big Latics fan, you know, uh, Scott Smith. Charlie Hughes is from Wigan. His dad used to play uh, for Preston, centre half at Preston. Uh, and and the, the part of the town as well as well as being part of our club. And, and the other lads, I mean, they've been, they might come from Liverpool or Manchester, but, you know, they've been brought up to our academy and, and they're our players. And, and it's just, I, it's all right being, splashing the cash of bringing all these superstars in, but there's nothing like seeing your own grown players take to that pitch is that, you know, it's... No, it's no, I completely agree with that. You know, it's great to see when they come through. I think Derby, we've, we've been treated to a couple of... Uh, some special players in the last few years come through with us and um, players that have gone on to play premiership football or top division football abroad. And it's just it's just even worse when they leave, I think I would have to say when they leave. And um, that's the toughest part. But I think moving on. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Obviously, you've mentioned there you play with you play with wing-backs. What is the, what is the setup in matches from Wigan Athletic? How does, how does a formation set up? What's the style of play? Well, it's, it's very fluid and sometimes it's hard, it's hard to, to grasp all of what, what we do. Um, we, we definitely play with two centre-halves. Uh, and sometimes that's that's it as far as defenders go. We'll just have two two lads at the back. Uh, well, so, and more often than not, Charlie Hughes will step out with the ball anyway, so we're left with one defender. But it's that really fluid system where your full-backs are, you know, your right full-back will end up on the left wing and you, you, we have a front three and 
nobody ever knows who's playing the number nine role because they're interchanging so much. And it's just it's, it's really fascinating to watch. Uh, and we try and drag the uh, the opposition all over. When we not got the ball, we drop back. We'll either go to a four or a five, depending on how we've been set up. Uh, but more often than not, we've we dropped to a four um, and, and defend from the front. Um, but it, it just is, it's just so fluid. And it's really good torch. I remember when, um, well, of course I remember, Roberto Martinez was, Martinez was our manager and he brought this system in that, he, he said that Chile, the international side Chile were using it and I think a couple of Italian uh, clubs were doing it as well. And, we went on this amazing run in the Premier League where I think from um, from March through till uh, May, we, we won something like 11 games. We were bottom of the table at one point and we ended up like just below mid-table and we, we beat Arsenal away, we beat Liverpool away, we beat Manchester United. We were doing all the big guns, we were, we were beating everybody. And it was that sort of system, exactly the same system that, that Maloney's played. And when you think about Maloney... He is. Um, he's come through the coaching uh, school of, of Roberto Martinez because Martinez was his manager. Then he went to work with him at Belgium in the setup there, and he also went to the Johan Cruyff Institute in Amsterdam, which Martinez is is, is a big. Uh, I don't know if he has any input in it, but he, he's always talking about this this place, you know. Uh, so we're very similar to that, and. Yeah, and I've even forgotten what question you asked me now because I've got talking about Roberto Martin as a shot modern philosopher. I asked how, um, what is Wigan's style of play? Like you said, it was very fluid. Yeah, yeah. Where do the goals come from? Are they mainly coming down the middle, out wide? How How's that going to go? Again, <laughs> I mean, uh, I've, I've spoken to a, I, I'm not really aware of all this, this XG stuff. And I've spoken to a, a guy today from Reading who said that our XG has us on about 20.8 goals so far, and we've actually scored 32. He said, oh, is that the case? And I said, well, I'm not sure. I don't even know what you're talking about. Though. But what what we tend to do is when we shoot, we tend to score. You know, this is the way it's been going. Um, now, we're very accurate. They're very accurate with the shots, but we've been scoring goals from uh, from out wide. We've been going through the middle. We, we If you think about the... Um, was it the Charlie White goal at Derby where we played the ball through the centre and he ended up uh, doing the centre half and, and slotting it past your keeper? We've scored quite a few goals like that this season. But also, we've had uh, quite a few ranges as well. You know, I mentioned Stevie Umpris from 20, 25 yards. Jordan Jones has scored from that distance. Callum McManaman's got a couple from that sort of distance. Marshall Goddard's got a couple from that distance. So we're, we're, coming, we're cutting in. Uh, we can, your left wingers on the on the right, and your right wingers are on the left, and they're cutting in and, and use, you know, I mean those types of efforts. Um, and we're not much of a. We don't seem to score goals from corners or set pieces. That's that's one thing. I, uh, we don't tend to rely on that too much. Um, we tend to score from either breakaways or open play, where we're building up. You know, we're building up, and we do tend to attack rather quickly. And in numbers as well. Yeah, so I think I think it's more of a taking your chances when they come to you, no matter where they are on the pitch. I think that's something that I wish Derby would have done a couple more times this season. I think I think we could have scored a few more if we just didn't we didn't have that fear of shooting from distance. I think we've had that a few times away from home where we think 
everything almost needs to be on a plate or within that six-yard box. And I think that's hindered us a few times this season. But, but I should quickly mention, we are recording this ahead of the um, the games before the Boxing Day fixture. Obviously, Wigan Athletic travel to Reading Derby. We host Lincoln at home. And that leads me on to our next question now. What are your thoughts ahead of the, the game against Derby? Obviously, as we mentioned at the start, this Boxing Day fixture has happened before, only a couple of years ago, quite recently, but that was back in the Championship. And um, what's your thoughts ahead of, ahead of the match against Derby on, on Boxing Day? I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Boxing Day in Wigan is a massive, massive day. Uh, if any of you uh, supporters are coming up, spend the night in Wigan. Get onto King Street, come in fancy dress. Honestly, people come from all over the northwest to to you know spend Boxing Day in Wigan. If you don't believe me, just Google Boxing Day Wigan town and you'll see all the photographs. You, you're guaranteed a fabulous night. So Boxing Day... Traditionally, is always really, really good. Well, fortunately for us, the football uh, wise, we, we always seem to be carrying some sort of an hangover, so we don't, we don't traditionally do too well on Boxing Day. Uh, apart from once when we battered Man City, I remember us battering Man City on Boxing Day. But usually, it, it's not. It, we're not the best. Um, oh, I, I'm, I, I'm just loving the football at the moment. We've got Carlisle. I think three days before we play Derby as well. Oh no, Carlisle three days after. So we've got you on Boxing Day and then Carlisle on the 29th. Um, and I'm just so looking forward to that. Two games at home in three days. Brilliant. And it's it's what, it's like holidays season, festivities, Easter, Christmas. It's what it's all about. Going and seeing your football team play and just enjoying it, lapping up the atmosphere. Like I said, I'm not too fussed. We're not going down. I know we're not getting relegated. We're far, far too good. So I'm dead chilled about it all. I don't want us to get, if I'm being hand on earth, if I'm being totally honest, don't want us to get promoted because we have a lot of players out of contract in the summer. Um, and, you know, we've got about five or six loan players as well. So if we get promoted, next summer's going to be horrendous. And it could ruin us going up again, having to bring a load of players in and then you're struggling in the championship. I don't want that to happen. I want you mentioned it before about the stability and building. That's what I want. Another another season in this division. I love League One. I think League One for me is the best division in, in the all of English football. I'd sooner be in this division than the Premier League. That sounds stupid, I know. But it's so friendly. You go to all these grounds around the country, you know. Go to Derby, go to Burton. What a place Burton is to go! You know Fleetwood, Accrington, the brilliant Accrington's got relegated, which really brought my heart because I love going there. Lincoln City as well. I mean, uh, are you at home to Lincoln or away? Because, at home, at home on I Thursday mean, night. Yeah, get yourself up there when you play them. They've got a brilliant fan zone. Shrewsbury Town's another one. Uh, the brilliant. I mean, what is there not to love about about League One football? And, and you win games as well. I mean. Last season in the championship, you get a little bit fed up going, fed up of going, watching your team get beat four one at home. You know, three games on the trot. At least in this division, you don't know what score's going to be. And this is it with Derby County. Are you going to come all stoked up and fired up? You want a, a little bit of revenge from that opening game? You know, the way we did you. Uh, is Paul Warren going to get his players kicking us up and down that pitch? You know, how, how's it going to be? Are we going to... I'm wondering that myself, to be honest. It's so unpredictable yeah. with Derby. I'm wondering that myself. But it's brilliant, though, isn't it? You know, so, to be honest, I'm genuinely excited, even though we're, we're like, we're sat low, you know, lower mid-table. You think, you know, I, I wouldn't be bothered, but I am. I'm genuinely excited about it. 
I think it's in for a big fixture. I think at the start of the season, it was one that everybody was was looking at when's Wigan away. We'll, we'll get that big allocation if it's on a Saturday more often than not. We'll take it. On a personal note for me, my family come from near Wigan, sort of Boxing Day. That's the best best draw we could have got. Um, go and see them before and after the game. So that's perfect for me, really. But yeah, Wigan away is one that I've always looked, looked on with, with fondness. And I would say many Derby County fans would have too. Um, some great games there in the, in the season's gone. I think my... Actually, my first ever away game was Wigan away um, in 2013-14. So I've only just remembered that. That's awful from me. I can't believe I forgot that. But um, but no, yeah, so Wigan away for me, very, very fun. Didn't you beat us that day as well? I think we did. Yeah, very lucky yeah. it was December. I think we three nil up somehow and it was a big game. And then second half, I think it could have come to Wigan from the way we played. Well, after that game, we had uh, Owen Coyle as manager and he got sacked. So we have to thank you. We thank you for doing that. We finally got Coyle out of the club. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that was good. And then I think now we'll we'll talk about Wigan currently. I need to ask you: Are you still under that transfer embargo? Only free loans and free players. Yeah. So obviously it's difficult in January. I, th- I know when Derby we we were in that same position about the free loans and. We couldn't even keep hold of a 39-year-old Phil Jagielka because of the. We got told we couldn't offer a new contract. It was, it was, a, it was a bleak time. But, but in January, would you would you say we're going to going to bring many in, or will it once again be a case of just some outgoings, or how's it going to go? Um, well, I, I don't, I don't. We won't bring anybody in um, unless we we have a mass exodus. So we sell players who are contracted to us, um, and of that. I hope we don't because all the lads who are contracted really are, are, are the young kids, you know, who's got any length of contract left. And I, I don't want to be seeing them going. But well, there's massive rumours that both Charlie Hughes and um, Mr. Tittle are, are going in January, but being loaned back to us to go into Premier League clubs. This is the big rumour that's knocking about. Uh, and they're coming back, which I'll not be too happy about that. I, I, I'd, have liked, I'd have loved to have seen them with us next season. Uh, I don't think. Um, we'll be bringing. In, I don't think we'll be bringing anyone in. Um, we've got the squad as it is; is quite full. Um, and there's there's kids in there, but the good kids, the kids. Why would you? I mean, if they get free loans, why would you bring a loan in for six months when you've got an academy product who needs some game time? You know, and he's, he's possibly going to get it with us. I think we'll stick to that. Uh, unless somebody, we've got a couple of players out of contract in summer. Stevie Humphries is out, Charlie Wax out, Josh McGuinness is out, Ben Amos, the keeper, he's out of contract. Tom Pierce is out of contract in the summer. Jordan Jones is out of contract in the summer. So if anybody came in and said, like, we'll give you 500 grand for any of them, I'm sure we'd take it. And then we might be looking to bring, you know, somebody into it just as cover. But who are you going to get on a free transfer in? January, you're not going to get anybody, are you? You know, it's hard enough in summer picking up free loans and free transfers without doing it in January. So I don't think we will, but I'm not fussed anywhere. I don't think we need to. I think I think I can understand that. I've just remember when you talk about players out of contract. I think pretty much most of our starting eleven is out of contract in the summer only because of when we in a, when we were coming out of administration and we were still under the embargo of you can only offer a player a two year contract, which means. A lot of our players are out of contract in the summer. Looking at players like Nathaniel Mendes Lang, he's a top player in this division, if not one of the best. Um, Tom Barkhazen, I mean, we couldn't keep hold of David McGoldrick 
longer than a year, which was devastating what a player he was. But yeah, I definitely understand that players out of contract in the summer, you're going to be wanting to offer them extensions and stuff like that. But you've just got to solidify what you have and, and can only plan for the next game ahead. And I think that leads me on to my, my next and probably final question is, um, what are the expectations for the rest of the season? You said you'll think you'll stay up. Do you think you'll, you'll get that mid-table? Do you think you might even push a little bit further on or do you think you'll just be pretty solid in that mid-table? Yeah, well, my fear is uh, that we'll push on because I don't want us to. I don't want us to. On our day, we can beat anybody. But also, on our day, we can lose to anybody, as we proved on Saturday at Port Vale. I mean, the first half at Port Vale, we were absolutely awful. It was the Christmas do for the players on Wednesday, and they were all up in Glasgow. And I still, I think they were still long over on Saturday. I've never seen a performance like it. But I think that, that again, shows... When you've got a team full of kids, then performances crop up, don't they? You know, you, 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 with, block, with one defeat in 15 going into that game, uh, I think we'd undefeated in 10 matches. So we were playing really well. We had some good wins in there as, as well. And then suddenly, um, you know, you, you put in a real stinker. I mean, a real stinker. And the Potteries Bradley Dack, I called him. I don't know his name. Critchett. Critch at number 10 for Port Vale, scored a hat-trick and he hit the bar with a ball off his chest. And it's just the first goals he scored in 22 games. So, you know, he's not a prolific goal scorer and we give him so much room. Uh, <clears throat> so, I, I don't, so getting back to your question, I don't think we will push on for the playoffs and I hope we don't. I hope we, we get that mid What I really would like, though, is uh, I'd, lo- I'd love us to be United because we've given the East Stand at our place and it's really annoyed at our supporters that we've given the biggest stand in the ground. So mm. we need to, to dump them out of this competition. Um, but uh, also beat Bolton so when we play them, we need to do the double. I hope they go up because I hate playing them. Um, yeah, so so that, them are the two things. Look, the one that I'd really like is uh, to go to Wembley in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. Just, I know it's, it's not something that every fan dreams about, but we've won it twice. You know, in the EFL Trophy, we've won it twice. Been to Wembley both times, watches. Also, I have to say this: we went to Wembley in the FA Cup and won the FA Cup as well. I think you did it in '46, didn't you? When you yeah, we did it a few years before I was born. Unfortunately, I missed that one. Yeah. Well, before I was born as well, Adam, so don't look at me like that. With him, like. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I mean, that would be the icing on the cake for me because, like I said, we're not getting relegated. We're far too good to go down. Uh, I owe it all, all. And that little icing on the cake, a trip to Wembley, even if I don't care if we win or lose that game, it'll just be the occasion and uh, it'll be part of the enjoyment of this season. So that's what I'm going for. For us to finish 12th, and uh, find a, a backdoor route into European football by winning the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. I think I think that is a very fair point, saying that, and a good point to end it on. If 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 you have enjoyed listening to this episode, please please give us a a rating wherever you're listening on, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you're listening on. And this has been the preview ahead of Wigan away on Boxing Day. You can watch this on YouTube if you'd like or follow us on our social medias, which will be in the description of this video or um, or audio, depending on what you're listening on. Um, thank you, Barry, for coming on and talking to us about Wigan um, and giving us all the insight on that one. Um, but I will see you in the next one.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.